Lord Almighty, I think I hear my podcast rising. Well, podcasts don't rise unless you bake them in the oven. Um, And this podcast is probably like half-baked because I'm half-baked. Welcome, I'm Harland Williams. Welcome to uh, the Harland Highway, Lurdies and Finerdle Blurdens. Um, We're going to talk about some fun stuff today. I'm going to tell you about a special uh, guest star celebrity that I worked with last week on my new sitcom. Great, great guy. Um, Also, uh, we're going to talk about, have you ever run over anything on the road? We got to talk about your, your etiquette when it comes to running over critters on the road. Okay. And then we're going to talk about socializing. We're going to talk about when you go out to dinner in a big group. Is it awkward? Is it fun? Is it uncomfortable? Is it excellent? Is it so many things? So many things are going on when you go out with a big group like that. Um, And then also I'm going to talk about, you ever have one of those nights where you just hop from party to club to place to event to... And it just becomes kind of this weird night of discombobulated events. We're going to talk all about that because this is one big discombobulated event. It's the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Yes, 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 you are riding down the highway with Harlan Williams. And speaking of riding down the highway, I was riding uh, down, not the highway, but just rolling down a road the other day. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, this uh, SUV in front of me kind of abruptly weaved. And I don't mean I don't mean they weaved their hair. They just weaved. All of a sudden, they're like, they're going along just nice and normal. And then all of a sudden, Wee! Right? Just weaved. And I was like, what the hell was that? Did that guy have a seizure or something? And then I looked and I noticed on the ground like a splattered squirrel. Okay? There was a dead squirrel on, on the road. Poor little guy. And uh, this person had, uh, you know, quite uh, quite sympathetically for the dead little guy at the last minute weaved around it so it wasn't run over again. And I'm telling you, this thing was pretty flat, so it makes me wonder how many people ran over them. And my question to you, my compassionate uh, friends at the wheel, are you a weaver or a splatter? In other words, if you encounter a dead critter on the road, right in the middle of the road, a squirrel or a bird or something laying there, do you go, oh, my God, look at that poor little guy and swerve around it? Or he's just like, whatever, it's already dead. Right? Are you a swerver or a splatter? That's what I want to know. Um, 
And think about it, man. What a what a what a cruel ending. I mean, isn't it sad enough that you 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 know you're out hunting around for nuts one day, you run across the road and pfft, you get hit by like a hopefully at least a nice car. You know, if I'm a squirrel, I'm hoping maybe a Ferrari hits me or a a spider or uh, you know uh, a Porsche, a Porsche or an Aston Martin, or whatever the hell they are. I certainly want to, wouldn't want to be uh, killed by a Ford Focus, man. It's like, oh, man, did you hear about Larry? No, what happened? Oh, man, killed by a car. Oh, Christ, what was it? Ford Focus. Oh, Christ. Poor bastard. At least Uncle Larry got hit by Lamborghini. Yo. So not only do you get hit, you get pounded into the pavement, okay? But then you get run over like 300 more times, man. 300 more times, man. I mean, come on. Right? That's just punishing. It's like da dee dee da 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 blonk da-da-dee-dee, blonk blonk it's it's like uh, you know it's like it's like those old comedy routines where uh, you know some guy Charlie Chaplin's walking down the street and he gets hit by some guy uh, carrying a ladder. You know the guy carrying the ladder like turns and hits Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin falls on his ass and just as he's getting up, the guy turns again and the ladder hits him again. Bonk, 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 bonk. Just like can never get up. Keeps getting hit by the same guy with the ladder who's looking around, oblivious. Right. So that's the same fate for our little furry friends, our little nut collectors. Just splat, 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 splat. And I guess the real humiliation is, you know, a car has four wheels. So if, you know, the odds are you could get you could get run over by one car twice. You you could get the front wheel and the back wheel splat, splat. Oh, God. Look, I don't mind you running over me, man, but you have to do it with all the wheels. Splat, splat. Asshole. Can a guy die with just two wheels? You gotta give me all four. Splat, splat. Right? So, I don't know. Next time you're out on the road and you see a little critter, ask yourself, am I a, am I a weaver? Am I a swerver? Am I a swerver or a splatter? The choice, my friends, is all yours. Splat, splat. Have a really nice day today, folks. You deserve it. Have a really nice day. How about a really nice night? Um, I want to tell you about a night I had uh, recently, but I'll get to that later. First of all, I want to uh, ask you, uh, how many of you have been through this aggravation? And this is this is a, this is an aggravation. Some people, you know, friends, buddies, acquaintances, they all say, "Hey, man, let's get together. Let's all go out. We haven't all seen each other for a long time. Let's all go out, meet at a restaurant, go get some dinner and drinks, and have some fun. Everybody get caught up." Right? Great idea, right? So you show up, and it immediately becomes uh, awkward. Because suddenly there's people that, when you go out in a group of friends, 
there's different relationships going on within that group. Even though you're all connected somehow as friends, you're not all as close or you're not all as friendly with other people within the group. Let's say there's 12 people. Well, maybe you don't know Larry and, and Jenny as well as you know Dave and Carly. And maybe there's people there you don't know at all, or maybe there's people you just don't have any chemistry with, or you don't jive, and then suddenly you're led to this big table in the restaurant. And with all these people there, in your mind, you have to start strategizing. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who do I want to sit beside? If I sit beside them, it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable because I don't know them that well and I don't know what to say. But if I sit beside that person or those people, I'm going to have a great time because I know them the best. And when they get drunk, they're really funny and they've got crazy stories. And But I don't want to offend any, anyone by not sitting near them. And so, oh, my God, where am I going to sit? And so I've learned, man, I've learned it doesn't pay to be the nice guy. All right, you got to set your eyes on the, because, you know, it's a dinner. It's a long dinner. You know, you're sitting there an hour, two hours. You're eating, you're drinking, you're talking. And if you're not next to the people that that you kind of jive with, that you have chemistry with, oh, my God. It's almost like being out with complete strangers you don't know. Or it's almost like sitting through a bad dinner you know, when you were a kid and you, your parents would have company over and they're like, you sit at the table till Mr. Dillings and his wife leaves. That's your father's boss, for God's sake. But I don't relate. I don't understand anything he says. I don't care. It's your father's boss. You sit at that table and you stay there till we finished eating. Right? So your kid's sitting at the table and they're talking about the world and politics and you just want to go out and play and you you can't relate and then they try to talk to you and you're like, I don't know, I just want to go play in my sandbox. So inevitably what happens is you get at these big tables and it becomes like a chess game. It's like you, you got to figure out where you want to sit and who you want to sit with. And it's awkward because, you know, throughout the meal, throughout the thing, you're you're absorbing the whole table, you're making eye contact with everyone, you're friendly with everyone, you know these other people, but you just don't know them as well. And uh, man alive, if you get stuck in a wrong, wrong nook of the table or at the wrong end, or right ac- you end up sitting right across from the one person you got nothing in common with, and obviously you got to look at them, right? Or sometimes you get sandwiched between like the person on your left is someone you really have chemistry with, but the person on your right is someone you uh, you don't really know or have chemistry with. So you're like, oh God, what do I say to them? Oh my God. And you end up ignoring them a little bit. And then you feel guilty and bad. It's a real, I mean, it's a real dance, man. For all of us, not just me, I think everyone listening has been through this. It is it is like a dance you have to do, right? So it can be socially awkward, um, but uh, but even worse, here's, here's the worst part, too. Here's the worst part. When the bill comes at the end of the meal, isn't it always awkward? His big giant bills like, okay, let's see. There was twelve of you. That'll be six hundred dollars. 
Okay, and you're like, holy crap, $600. And then you go, okay, well, I only had like a, you know, what, burger, and I don't drink, so I just had a Coke and a burger. What's that? I owe like, what, $15? But meanwhile, everyone else at the table, steaks and, uh, you know, uh, steaks and drinks and fancy bottles of wine and this and that, Right? And all of a sudden, uh, you know, someone grabs a bill and goes, let me just, let me divvy it up. You're like, oh, okay. So someone divvies it, and then all of a sudden they go, okay, everybody owes $60. And you're like, wait, whoa, 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 what? Yeah, if we if everyone pays 60 we got it covered. And you can't be the guy that goes, well, I only had a, a burger and a, and a, and a Coke. I, I didn't drink. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Yeah, well, $60. So all of a sudden... You're out and you're you're paying you're dropping like sixty bucks for a for a you know a fifteen twenty dollar meal, and you can't be chintzy about it. I mean, I'm not a cheapskate. I don't care that much, but it's just it's just weird. It's awkward and weird, and some people it does drive them nuts. You can see it. You know me, I'm like screw it. It's not it's not like three weeks from now I'm going to be thinking about that sixty bucks. It's done. But some people you can just see it in their eye. They're like, "Oh wait, what? What did what did everyone have? I mean, uh, um, can anyone break a hundred? Because I only brought my credit card. And do they take a check? Right? There's always someone trying to kind of weasel out of it or think of some reason why why they can't pay sixty. I only brought twenty. Is that okay? Is everyone going to be fine? And then inevitably, again, there's always this thing. Oh, we're short ten. Huh? What? Huh? Yeah, we're we're short ten bucks. Well, I thought it was six hundred bucks. Yeah, we got five hundred ninety. We're short ten. And then everyone just looks around at each other, like 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 suddenly they're all in the special ed class. Duh? What does she mean? We're short ten. <laughs> right? Everyone just stares at each other with that far off look. What do you mean ten? What? Who's? What's two? What? What do you mean ten? What isn't ten? Everyone mumbling, pretending to reach for their wallets, seeing who will break first, and then finally someone just goes, "All right, here's the ten. Half the time it's me. <laughs> I'm just like, take it. But there's always there's always short, like five or ten or fifteen bucks. Now oh, we're down fifteen. Or, or else everyone reaches in their pockets and throws in like a dollar each. Suddenly it's like we're throwing money at a stripper. Here's a dollar. Everyone tosses in a buck. But outside of all that chaos and madness, it's it's a good time. It's good to get together with people and friends. And uh, you know what? If you got to deal with a few oddities, a few uncomfortable situations, that's just part of being human. The key is to get out there and uh, interact and be uncomfortable if needs be. Pay a little extra if you needs be. It's it's good for you. It's good for the soul to sit in a group. There's an energy in a group that feels good. You know, there's a camaraderie. There's a common bond, a union, and uh, people sharing and laughing and goofing. And sure, you can't get to everybody and... People break off into their own little groups, but uh, get out there and have fun, man. And then uh, the other side is, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you about something else 
in a group setting right after this. The Harland Williams question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. Here it is. Here is the big question of the day. Why is it that if you buy shampoo, a bottle of shampoo and a bottle of conditioner, the same brand name, same bottle, same shape, same size, both bottles, one's filled with shampoo, one's filled with conditioner, why is it that the shampoo always runs out before the conditioner? You're pretty much using the same amount. You squirt a, a, a bunch of uh, shampoo in your hand and put it on your head. And then after you rinse that off, you put the conditioner on your hand and put it all over your head. And yet the shampoo bottle empties way sooner than the conditioner. So there's your question of the day. Why does the shampoo bottle empty quicker then the conditioner. The Harland Highway question of the day. Yes, so ponder that while you listen to this story. Um, you know, trailing on to what I was talking about earlier. You ever have one of those nights where it turns into a series of events? You know, instead of just going out to one place, like to dinner or a club or a party... You end up like going to a whole bunch of places and it becomes like this long, wacky night. So happened to me the other night. I go out and uh, as I was talking about, I met up with a giant group of people. We had great fun dinner and talking and drinks and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, me and a couple of the people that were at the table, we broke off and we, we, we everyone got ready to leave. And we're like, ah, we don't want this night to end, man. So we motor up the road. I knew of a bar that had a pool table, and yours truly likes to shoot a little stick, as they say. <laughs> um, so we go up, and we we uh, we get on this uh, pool table, and uh, we start shooting stick. And there's these, this group of like drunk Irish guys, and they're they're running the table. They're 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 the masters of the pool table there. So me and my buddies, we get on the table and we challenge the Irish guys there and we whomp their arses. We whomp their Irish horses. we did. And uh, they were really nice guys and we played with them for a while and we had some beers and we yucked it up. And uh, and then, you know, when that ran out, we, we decided to go somewhere else. So I, I knew this uh, friend of mine in town who's a little bit eccentric, and uh, she has a crazy, crazy house, and she has some crazy friends. She's like a stoner girl. Her life kind of revolves around the, the Mary Jane, the marijuana. But she's been a friend of mine for a long time, and so uh, we, we jumped in a cab, me and this other guy, and we trucked over to her house. And we got there, and it was like it was like a mixture of the you know David Lynch's uh, scenes out of Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive meets uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was like this big old house, and we walked in, and these people were you know already very stoned, and they're all sitting at a big dining room table, and this was like kind of an old house with a lot of wood and character. 
And the tunes were playing on an old record player. It was like records from the 70s, the Commodores and Soul and Funk and Johnny Cash and just crazy stuff playing. And it was quite the atmosphere. And some of these stoners were sitting there just... It looked like they were waiting for a turkey dinner to come out. They're just sitting and staring, and their eyes were glazed over. You ever look in a turtle's eyes? Just kind of stare off into the distance. Some of these, some of these characters are just like a million miles away. And so we were sitting there, and then, then all of a sudden, uh, there's a girl in the living room, like in a dress. This hot blonde girl in a dress and spike heels, stoned out of her head, and she's. She's doing uh, hula hoops. She's got two hula hoops, and she's in the middle of the living room. And in the background, there's this old music, and she's just doing the hula hoops in the background. And we're sitting there with these characters at this big table. And they're asking questions that make no sense, and they're repeating themselves. And we're having a laugh. And they're all smoking dope, and me and my buddy are having a beer. And it was literally like we we just like we're in a David Lynch movie. So we we hung around there for a while. Then we truck out the door. We could get a cab. He goes, "Hey man, let's go get another drink." I have a friend who's a bartender at this bar. It's on the way home. You know, it's always on the way home, right? So I'm like, "All right, dude, let's do it, man. We're having fun." So we go to this bar, and it's it's like one of these bars. There's a little slot in the door, right? Right in the big metal door with a slot in it. He bangs on the door, and this bouncer guy with a beard answers, no, we're not letting anyone in. I'm like, well, why'd you open the door, dude? He's like, my buddy's like, well, no, I know, I know Bob or something. He's like, oh, okay. So they let us in, and we go in, and there's still people in there, some some uh, music playing and it's you know it's hot and it's sweaty people are dancing it's kind of like a small like nightclub and right away i see like two transvestites walk walk across in front of me like like some dude you know why is it a lot of the transvestites are always like overweight guys they're not fat but they're just out of shape they're right between like you know kind of out of shape and turning obese like, if they suck their stomachs in, they can pull it off, but they never do. Like, anytime you've ever seen a transvestite, it's like a fishnet shirt. And you're like, okay, they look kind of normal. But then they turn sideways, and they stand in the light, and their gut's hanging out. They got a beer belly, and they're wearing suspenders and stockings. And you're just like, what is this? What is this person thinking? They don't look good as a man or a woman. So I, I thought, okay, there's a friggin' tranny guy. He's probably part of the part of the bar scene, you know, probably some eccentric guy. And I'm walking through, and I kind of start noticing there's a lot of dudes in this place. And then I'm noticing, like, some of the dudes are dancing with each other. And I, I go over, we went over to the bar, and my, and my buddy's uh, friend, this girl, this cute little blonde girl is the bartender, I turn to my buddy, I go, dude, what kind of bar is this? What's going on? I'm seeing a lot of guys here. He goes, yeah, it's homo hip-hop night. I go, excuse me? Yeah, homo hip-hop. And then I look over on the stage where the DJ is, big sign, homo hip-hop. 
And then I take another better look around the room, and here I see two guys with beards making out and kissing, and I see guys dancing together and girls, lesbians dancing together and and sprinkled in with a bunch of people that were straight, too. I was like, thanks, dude. Thanks for bringing me to homo hip-hop. Wow, I never would have done this on my own. So suddenly I go from, uh, you know, a 15-person dinner to playing pool with some Irish guys to David Lynch's nightmare, and now I'm popped in at the homo hip-hop. <laughs> and you know nothing against them it's just not my scene i don't i don't i don't go to those places that's not my deal i'm not i'm not into the gay scene man and uh so i was just out of my element man i was just like sitting there going wow this has been quite an interesting night and i'm just looking around I'm like okay thanks dude here we are at the homo hip-hop and then they cleared out, and I guess because this uh, guy's buddy was the bartender, this this girl. Um, now we were in one of these scenes where everyone was gone, except for about like six or seven people, and now we're all clustered around the bar. And it's this small little group of semi-drunk people just shooting the breeze and chit-chatting and having fun. And cut to me getting home at four in the morning. Um, but sometimes you got to do it. So, you know, these nights happen. And these nights can be really actually kind of fun. They're kind of like little adventures. You don't know you don't know where you're going to end up, who you're going to meet. You kind of jump around from place to place, party to party. And uh, it, can get, it can get eccentric. It can get eclectic. And it certainly did for me. So I can't wait to do it again. We'll see y'all at the homo hip-hop, boys and girls. Uh, No, I don't think I'll be going back to that. But, uh, you know, maybe the lesbian square dance or who knows what. Uh, Bull Dyke Beach Party. Who knows? Um, But there you go. So I don't know if you've ever been through that. But uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, that's it. I'm exhausted. I can't even talk anymore. Um, I should tell you about my new sitcom that I'm doing. I got to tell you this before I I end the show. Um, last week, um, our special guest celebrity guest star on the on the new sitcom was Eugene Levy. I think y'all know most of you probably know Eugene Levy from uh, he played the father in all the uh, American Pie movies. But people that are more hardcore fans probably know Eugene from movies like Splash. And uh, things like that. He was the crazy scientist in Splash. But the real hardcore people know Eugene Levy from his early days doing Second City Television. And uh, I'm going to urge you to go on YouTube and look at an old, type in SCTV. SCTV stands for Second City Television. and, And type in SCTV Five Neat Guys. And Eugene's in the mix. It's it's John Candy. It's uh, it's uh, Eugene Levy. It's Dave Thomas. It's all the guys from uh, from um, from Second City, and they're doing this shtick where they pretend they're like an old doo wop, like barbershop quartet, cheesy band from from like the fifties, where they all harmonize together, and they're they're called Five Neat Guys, 
Uh, they have the, the most crazy, ridiculous songs. They're all singing in harmony. They're wearing these horrible sweaters. And they sing the songs like, Who made the egg salad sandwiches? You know, just crazy lyrics. It's just hilarious. And Joe Flaherty's in there. And he's one of the five neat guys who's always drunk. And if you watch him, he's always like kind of ready to fall over. It's just classic. It's cheesy, funny, classic. But anyways, Eugene Levy was the guest star. I had a blast with him. I grew up watching that guy. Um, loved it. Just a real pro and really funny. And uh, he's actually going to be on three episodes of the new uh, sitcom. So... Very, very jazzed. Having a great time. As I've been telling you, it's been putting me be behind on my podcast schedule a bit. It's a lot of work, um, and I'm trying to uh, get back on track. So thanks for bearing with me on these days where I'm a little bit late getting this out to you. But uh, it's for good. It's a good reason. Okay, um, and that's it, man. That's it. I want to. I want to put this announcement out there uh, in Vancouver. Vancouver, Canada, if you're in the city um, on November 17th, okay, Saturday, November 17th, um, I am going to be at the Comedy Mix on Burrard Street, and uh, Doug Benson, who's a really funny comedian who I've worked with many times over the years, he's going to be doing his podcast live from the Comedy Mix Comedy Club at uh, 4 o'clock on November uh, 17th, Saturday. And I, I will be his guest on that show. Um, so if you're in town, if you're in Vancouver, uh, come on down live. Get your tickets early. It's probably going to sell out. And uh, it's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, we're going to have a good time talking about movies. And Doug's friggin' hilarious. Uh, Doug Benson. So uh, so make sure you check it out. Also, uh, check out harlowwilliams.com. Check out our store for your merch. Um, join the conversation at Harlan Williams on Twitter, the Harlan Williams official Facebook page, and uh, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, don't forget to, to check out all things comedy. That's the new uh, podcast network that I've got my show on. Great stuff. All kinds of great podcasts and comedians on there. And uh, going to talk more about my new special coming out January 15th. Harlan Williams, A Force of Nature. And uh, good things coming down the pipe. Um, or should I say the bowl? Yeah, that's right. The big bowl of chicken chow mein, baby.